This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. Let's get psyched! So many people out there celebrating fantasy football championships. Not I. No, not you. Not you. I am. Not me either. I am. Good for you, bud. Why, thank you. Good for you. Feels great. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast Week 17, Episode 12. We have got a very fun season recap edition here for you. And guys, we got a lot, a lot of fun tweets this week and Instagram messages and people just thanking us saying we help them. We help them win a championship. And honestly, it warms my heart. Unlike the Grinch. Well, kind of like the Grinch. My, my heart grew three sizes bigger that day. I was very happy. It felt good. I know Pablo got some good proclamations. I know people are way happy with that. Let's go. You're you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome, world. <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome, you, planet Thank you, Aaron Earth. Jones. <laughs> Guys, you can always reach out to us with those questions or just give us, give us a little thanks. You can always follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank. Go to Facebook, Facebook slash the Fantasy Football Tank. You're going to start to see all of our videos, our off-season content. Uh, we're going to be putting up all kinds of stuff, mock drafts, lots of fun stuff coming up in the off-season. You can also follow Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Dark underscore Menton. Yee. Yee. And you can follow myself, Alfredo Brown, at Alfredo A. Brown on both Twitter and the good old IG. Yee. Boys, let's get to what's on the show. We're going to be recapping last week. Week 16 was a glorious week for some people and just Man. filled with heartbreak for others. We're going to be giving you an update Mike on Boone. Mike Boone. Yeah, that's, that's for that's for later. <laughs> oh, no. Mike Boone. It still hurts. Mike Boone. Uh, we're going to be updating you on week 17. Those of you that are still playing and listen, if you are listening to this episode, it's probably because you're looking for fantasy football advice, which means you're probably playing in week 17. So I'm not going to tell you that it's 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 garbage to be playing a championship in week 17, but talk to your commissioner. Kind of like Mike Boone. Yes. It's, week 17 is the Mike Boone of fantasy yeah. football championship weeks. I can Don't do can that. To that. Don't do that. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to be getting benched this week, not playing, sitting out. Talk to your commish. It's time to change that. Get with the times. Okay. Denton's going to be giving you a double dose of his dope DFS plays. Double. Let's go. So those of you that are just done with your season already, let's keep winning some money on fantasy football. Also, boys, it is the first ever tankies. The first annual, let's go. Well, it would be first. It would be the, the inaugural. Oh, the, oh okay. I'm hyped. Because the annual, annual yeah. would be a repeating. First of his name. First ready, of his name, the Tankies. The let's go. <laughs> I, I sat up all day looking for a name for that. Nice. No, it, it took me about eight seconds. Uh, but the Tankies are here. We're wearing our best tuxedos for the Tanky Awards. And then lastly, we're going to finish off giving you our 2020 incredibly early mock draft top 12 for next year had a little fun with that but first guys we want to tell you all about our awesome plans for next season in 2020 the tank is going to be getting bigger better tankier more pablo yups yep more proclamations more dudes more dudes Ooh. it's going to be 
awesome. So we're looking at switching this up from just one show a week to giving you two shows a week during the season, okay? We want to be giving you waivers earlier on in the week, start sit on Fridays, and continue to give you all the same advice we have been. Guys, we are starting our own YouTube channel so that we can put the videos up. That's a big if. That's a big if, but we're looking forward to doing that. We want to get a listener league with all of our glorious listeners, those of you sending in questions, interacting with us on social media, we want to get you into this league and just have some fun interacting with you guys in a new way. We're going to have this one heights me up. Yes, this one I'm excited about. We are going to be launching the Fantasy Football Tank website. Okay, it's going to be complete with weekly rankings and Boys, we're going to be working on a draft guide say for that, people. Say that one more time. Oh, one more time. Draft guide, a fantasy football tank, 2020 draft guide, chalk full of awesome information, all kinds of stuff from coaching changes to coaching tendencies to target shares to rookie reports for dynasty guys, giving you our rankings, giving you auction values, giving you all kinds of stuff. We want to be as well-rounded as possible, give you guys as much good information as possible, and that will all be found on our Fantasy Football Tank website that will be launching in 2020. Now, as we go into the offseason, we're going to be giving you a lot of stuff about coaching changes, free agency. I'll even be doing some rookie reports for you, guys that are going to be selected in that NFL draft. And guess what? I'm going to be there in Las Vegas for the NFL draft to watch our Dolphins mess it up up royally let's go G- guys we uh this is prince pablo speaking oh I, uh, prince pablo yes welcome <laughs> to the microphone yeah so all of these things that we're doing that we were very very excited about but we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you thank you so much for That's supporting right. us we're we're here growing growing very quickly and doing you know we're we're um we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you so thank you uh and uh, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts so. that was that was beautiful I, I almost shed a tear. That was awesome. I have spoken. Yeah, he has spoken. He has spoken. <laughs> yeah, guys, really, the only way that we can do these things is to get continued listener support. That means going on to whatever platform you're listening to us on, leaving a review, okay, subscribing to our podcast, making sure you're sharing this with your friends. You get that link for the podcast, retweet it out. All right, please continue to share this. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. We have a lot of ways to listen. And next year, hopefully, adding in YouTube so that we can have some nice videos on there of our episodes. Boys, let's review last week, week 16, championship week for people. We put our shredders out there last week. One of us did awesome. (laughs) The other two, that's a match. Mark, you crushed us, dude. Tyler Boyd. Your Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Had nine catches, 128 yards, two touchdowns, 33 PPR points. That was in DFS and my championship loss as well. Oh. I know. That's tough. Who'd you play that you lost even with Tyler Boyd giving you 33 points? Lamar and Michael Thomas and Colts defense. Shall I continue? (laughs) (laughs) The Colts defense. defense. See, this is why we need video for next year. I need people to see Mark's face as he said The Colts defense was a sting. It was like right. A daga. A daga. A daga. Pablo, last week, your shredder was Austin Eckler, who, man, he's been so great this year, but he's dropped himself now out of the top three ranks for the running backs. He's punching air. Thanks to Aaron Jones. He is no longer Aaron Jones and his infinity touchdowns. Jeez, man. He's got Eckler. He's got 19 touchdowns. Aaron Jones has got 19 touchdowns this year. It's really nuts. But yeah, Austin Eckler, uh, 
I love you. Thank you for all you've done for me, but you let me down. And awesome Eckler, man. Nine touches, 69 yards. Nice. <laughs> 11 PPR points last week. That was it. Uh, and mine, worst of all, let me down in a big way. Thank you, Cortland Sutton, for just ruining my season one more time. Five catches, 41 yards, 10 targets, just nine PPR points. Well, Drew Locke wanted him to get the ball. He only hit him 50% of the time. You noticed that I even threw in the target. I even threw in targets. I know, into I, the stats I saw you. Just so I could <laughs> try to be like, see, I was close to being right. It was the attempt. 10 targets, yeah, I did it. <laughs> All right, boys, we are going to review last week's proclamations but first we always need the introduction hear ye hear ye it is now time for prince pablo's proclamations allow me to present his royal highness prince pablo of the house martinez manager of waste speaker of yups, lover of Latavius, sire of Samuels, holder of handcuffs. I now present to you Prince Pablo. The trumpets always get me psyched. <laughs> Prince, Lord, whatever you want us to call you, the prophesizer? I don't think that's a word. Hey, uh, get creative with it. Um, All right. This is great. I mean, you're getting better and better at this. <laughs> First, it was uh, it was way early in the season that you said Austin Eckler would finish as the top three, wide, uh, top three running back, and we thought that was crazy. He's at number four right now with a good shot. Then you said Brashad Perryman would be higher than Devontae Adams. Was it two weeks ago? Yes. That was a stunner. And he was not only higher than Devontae Adams, he was higher than every Everybody. single wide receiver in the NFL. And then this last week, granted, we got some wrong out here for your proclamations, but you have, you prophesized once again, Devontae Freeman, you said, would have over 120 total yards and two touchdowns against the Jaguars, and that's exactly what he did. Devontae finished with over 120 total yards and two touchdowns. He got those two touchdowns early. He got them before the half. Yep. Yup. <laughs> hard hitting analysis we were just mentioning Devonte freeman only had 90 yards he hasn't passed any yards per game and you nailed it man nailed it yeah. nailed it crushed it yep do you have any you have any words to say um just you know recapping your glory well i think yeah. it's gonna be you're welcome Is you're it? you're very welcome. Oh, okay. yes ah. you're very welcome nailed it. yeah he uh nobody expected that from Devonte freeman this was something that seemed very hot takey but it was never that. He only way had for me. one touchdown all year before that game. Yeah, yeah, and barely any yards, and he was not doing too well. And yeah, this was this was uh, this was bold, but it worked. So we had a, a few on here. You got another one right, and a few other ones you got wrong. Drew Locke having three touchdowns, man, got that wrong. Uh, the Denver Broncos would be the top DST this week going against the Lions, or last week, excuse me, going against the Lions. That was wrong. That was probably the that one I felt most confident that, about. And me too. That me too. And and that belonged to the Colts, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, I get it. <laughs> DJ Moore, you said, would not be a top 20 wide receiver this week with Will. Well, first it was Will Greyer, Then it became Will Greer. Uh, and that, I mean, I don't, DJ Moore left with an injury. Yeah. But I don't think it would have mattered. No. 
Nope. D- I, Will Greer completed horrible. more passes to the Colts than he did to the Panthers. Yeah. And then lastly, you said O.J. Howard would be a top five tight end last week against Houston. That did not come to fruition either. But I got to give you credit because there's something that you said off air in our pre-show meeting that we talked you out of, and you would have been spot on again, sir. And that yep. was Ryan Fitzpatrick and Mike Gesicki both finishing in the top five of their respective positions. And yep. those guys were great. Mike Gesicki specifically was absolutely awesome last week. Two touchdowns, ton of yards. Yeah, I... uh I was definitely punching air afterward. I was like, "Damn, I knew it." But Kaseki won people leagues. Yeah, yeah for, I mean, if if they, honestly, if there was someone brave enough to go and stream Mike Kaseki last week, uh, <laughs> the gods were looking down yeah. upon you. The fantasy gods were looking down upon you because that was an awesome play. All right, so we're not all just here having fun recapping last week. We are going to get into what we have this week, week seventeen. Some of you are still playing, hoping for that championship at this point. Man, the tough thing about Week 17, guys, it just it kind of turns into a crapshoot. You yep. don't know who's playing. You don't know who's in, who's out. Uh, and, and teams start to go out of their norm. So the first thing you're going to see here is Seahawks. The Seahawks will not have Chris Carson. They do not have Rashad Penny. They do not have CJ Proceis. They are down to three running backs, Travis Homer, Robert Turbin, and Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode! Pablo could not be more excited right now. Man. Pablo loves... Where are my Skittles? I I don't know, but it works better when you speak into the mic to let us know that you're searching for your Skittles. (laughs) Uh, But yes, the Seahawks have signed Robert Turbin and Marshall Lynch, two guys that are used to playing for the Hawks. Uh, I mean, honestly, I can't see Homer... Travis Homer, that is, getting more than maybe five or six carries to start that game. Him being very average, especially going up against the 49ers. And all it takes is just a few bad carries. The crowd's going to be chanting for Marshawn Lynch. They're going to be chanting beast mode. People are going to be throwing Skittles out into the field. Uh, Oh, man. Actually, wait. I might be just talking out of my butt right now. Is this game in San Francisco or in Seattle? I believe it's in Seattle. Quick, somebody look that up while I keep talking and stalling. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the Seahawks, regardless of where they're at, listen, I I can't imagine that Homer is going to be staying the running back this whole time. And honestly, if you're you're trying to start any one of these running backs this week and you're in week 17 of your championship, you know, second week, that's not the move to make anyways. Right, guys? Right. Right. Good job. There we go. Everyone's on board. And it's at Seattle. At Seattle. So oh, Skittles man. are coming out. The that's Skittles are going to be flying. It's going to be awesome. Yes. I can just see it. I can see yeah. it. That game's going to come down to one final run on the one-yard line. And last throw play it. of the game. Oh, man. And they're going to give that ball to Marshawn Lynch. One last time. That'd be one, lovely. I bet one you, last ride. I bet you the seats come with a pack of Skittles. Like, I mean, someone in the Seahawks marketing <laughs> department needs to get on that ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. We just showed Pablo the video of Marshawn Lynch rolling up in oh an Escalade God. full of Skittles. First of all, waste of Skittles. They were everywhere. As a man that loves them, I'm Marshawn surprised he would waste so many. Too. Well, yeah, I mean, he ate the ones off the From floor. The, and the ground and in the car, just grabbing a handful. That's not sanitary like that, eating them off the floor. Uh, I mean, they weren't directly. They were on more Skittles. So, But, I mean, you think if, if he took the time and money to fill up an Escalade with Skittles, don't you think he would just have a bag in his hands? They'll just make it a lot more sanitary, make maybe a little more promotion. No? Yeah. 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 I loved it though. Either that, way, that waste of Skittles amazing. and probably probably messed up that escalade. 
Uh, but so that, that's the that's the move with the Seahawks this week. I can't see Travis Homer being a, a good player. Any of these running backs being a great. I would player. not play any of them. No, don't don't play any of them. If anything, you might want to look towards Russell Wilson and that passing game. Yes, the Niners are good, but they are beatable through the air. Uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, those guys moving around. Jacob Hollister, those those could be the guys to play this week. Now another aerial attack that is, I mean, changing right now. Terry McLaurin. In the concussion protocol for the Washington Redskins, Case Keenum's going to be moving into that starting quarterback position this week. Could have potentially been great for for Terry, but we don't even know if he's going to play at this point. This timing is like heartbreaking. This is a guy who has had so many ups and downs throughout the year. Terry McLaurin has been, he has far and away played well above his NFL draft position, his his fantasy draft position. I don't think anyone drafted him in fantasy unless you're in a dynasty league. And, oh, how's and, and, and you knew your stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy has really overcome a lot. And you watch him, you watch him on the field, and he's just—he's incredible. Yeah. Like the guy's super athletic. He catches balls you wouldn't expect him to catch. He make—he made Trashkins look competent a few times. I mean, I saw him down here in Miami when they played the Dolphins, and he had himself a nice long oh. touchdown catch in that game. And not that the Dolphins are world beaters or anything. They're—they're. They're pretty awful but i mean just to see him in person was one thing the guy is truly special he's got a great career ahead of him honestly if he's hurt right now concussion just don't play him just don't mess things up just just let him be one thing i'll say if case keenum was the quarterback the full year i think he'd be rookie of the year yeah he was oh yeah numbers were skyrocketing. yeah yeah, that was easy that was easy i mean he probably could have finished in the top 12 yeah because he's been healthy uh, next up on here, Jay Ajayi has been released by the Eagles. So that Blah. looks like Jordan Howard is coming back this week. Jay Ajayi here is not the real news. It's the news that Jordan Howard is coming back. Yeah. How does that affect Miles Sanders going into this game where, I mean, if they win the Eagles, they make the playoffs. This I, this is a big game for them. Do you think they continue just to kind of ride the hot hand with Miles Sanders? They should if they're smart. I mean, we, we hope the Eagles are smart, but they've always kind of taken that multiple running back approach. Do we, yeah. do we think that they go back to that, or do you think that it's going to be an 80-20, 70-30 split, Miles Sanders and Howard? I think it's 70-30 Miles Sanders to Howard. I think Howard will vulture touchdowns, though. You, I That's think exactly what line. I was thinking. Yeah. I just feel like it always happens that way, yeah. right? You get really excited about a guy like Sanders, and then all of a sudden... Vulture. Yeah, he gets vultured by, by, a Jordan, <laughs> by Jordan Howard, and I mean, it's just... That's, I don't mean, think vultures make those noise, but that's no, weird. I've never. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard a vulture make but a sound. Jordan Howard will vulture Miles Sanders. I can, if I had a proclamation segment, I would say he'd vulture at least one touchdown. Hmm. At, at least one. That's not bold enough to be a proclamation. Two. Okay, there we go. You gotta go bold. Go go bold or go home. Uh, speaking of irrelevant running backs, Carryon Johnson played last week. He had ten carries, forty-two yards, and a catch. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Man. Moving on. Nope. Zach Ertz. Speaking about those Eagles, has himself a rib injury. Now, this is a big game. The Eagles need to win, and they're in. So, with Zacherts having this rib injury, I mean, th- we're not doctors. We're not going to pretend to be. We're not going to tell you that we're out there at practice and looking at all that stuff. So, you obviously have to keep track of the Friday injury report, see how everything's going. But if Zach Ertz is not able to go, Dallas Goddard, Mark, you were telling me that this is, this is a good start at the tight end position. He'd be a top five tight end. He has 87% of the, the snaps already with Ertz on the field, not to mention 12 targets last game. This is a must play for DFS or if you're playing week 17, if Ertz is out. Yeah, but then also if you have Ertz, what do you do? Like in my opinion, 
I wouldn't touch Zach Ertz. I would, I would view him as a decoy if he does play. Don't trust him anyway. Like that's where I am with him. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you're in your championship right now, you hopefully have a good enough roster that you can pivot away from Zach Ertz. Look at another tight end. And it, honestly, if you had Ertz, I was hoping you probably had Dallas Goddard on your team, especially with this kind of news coming up. And then last bit of information here for all of uh, all of you that played him last week. Mike Boone still sucks at football. Trash. Zing. Zing. Got him. So we have a few games this week in week 17 that are going to have major playoff implications. Okay. And then we've also got some games that just don't matter, especially when it comes to the starters for those teams. Ravens going up against the Steelers. The Ravens are one of those teams that are literally just benching all of their players that matter. They're, they're benching defensive starters, offensive starters, most notably Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram will be out for this game. That means they're going to be replacing Lamar with RG3. Any excitement with RG3? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had so much conviction. Yeah. I love it, man. RG3 is the man, bro. We're going to watch him. We're going to watch him. I, We're going to be like, wait, is that Lamar or is that somebody Pablo's else? Pablo's out here living in 2008. I, I yeah. would not say he's the man. I wouldn't even play him in DFS. I'd, I'd pick some other quarterbacks over him. If he's cheap, you wouldn't play him in DFS? Against the Steelers who need to win this game? No. Yeah. This is a must win for the Steelers. Like, this is wild card. Steelers must win. They're going to play hard. They're not going to let RG3 run all over them. You're worried about what, who's their quarterback now? Who's the Steelers quarterback but now? I'm, I'm Duck talking Hodges. about the, Yeah, but the Steelers defense, what I'm talking about. They're not going to go light on RG3. I mean, the quarterbacks don't fight the other quarterback. That'd be cool. Uh, where did that come? What is that? I don't know. I mean, you, you're, you're placing a lot of value on the Duck Hodges playing for the other oh, side. Look, like, they have to. The Steelers need to score points in order to win, and, to, to win, and they just don't do that. You have James Conner, who's not really there. Hey, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. He's oh. a world-class wide receiver. World-class. Yeah, world-class. Well, what I'm saying is I, I can't start RG3 in DFS knowing that the Steelers need this game, knowing that the defense is going to go light on them. Or in Week 17, I'm definitely not playing RG3. Okay. Uh, I, Pablo uh, concedes. I concede. Yes. He respectfully disagrees. <laughs> Disrespect. Now the other option there, though, for running backs, and this kind of gets interesting with Mark Ingram out. This is this is still a team that runs the ball really well. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are going to be the guys looking to take that load from Mark Ingram. Uh, how do we see this being split up? Is this another one of those Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard type things where we could see it going 60, 40, 70, 30? Uh, or, or is this one of those that might be a 50-50? I think it's 80-20 Gus. Wow. Yeah, I okay, think that's, Gus a little, that's, that's higher I than I think Gus thought. is going to take I, a lot of the carries. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Wow. Gus has been pretty effective all season long. Uh, and just as Hill, we haven't seen him do anything. So. Yeah. I, if anything, I would think that's the, all the more reason to do it, though, no? Because you haven't seen Justice Hill out there on the field. You kind He's their draft pick. You want to get him out there. Uh, but... You know, we'll see what what happens with these guys. They're more of like a DFS play, or Correct. Or, yeah. or I mean, if you're desperate Absolutely. at running back and you know everyone's gotten hurt and you tried to play Mike Boone last week and now Ugh. you're in the final week of your championship and you have to play a running back, Gus Edwards could be a great play here because he's a guy that that'll probably fall into the end zone. No, sure. nobody tried to play Mike Boone because they listened to our podcast and no, they didn't, Pablo. They, I mean, some people listen to the podcast, <laughs> but. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of people out there, man, played Mike Boone, and there were just so many ang- angry, yeah. sad, just disappointed tweets. The other game that's going to be affected by this whole playoff uh, scenario is the Bills versus the Jets. Now, if I'm the Bills, and they haven't officially announced this, but it looks like Josh Allen and Devin Singletary would be sitting for the Buffalo Bills. If that's the case, that means you're looking at a starting backfield of Matt Barkley, 
and Frank Gore. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. worse than the the Raven backups you're telling me yeah. about. Yeah, if Matt Barkley is out there, the oh, Jets' God. defense becomes yeah. decent, which we may speak on later. Ooh, that that was a plus effort by Boom. you, sir. Great tease. Oh, Great tease. The other games that are really and this is kind of where you want to pay attention. That if you are still playing in your league, the Chiefs. So that means Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey. Those are the guys you want to be playing. The Patriots. Tom Brady is a great play this week going up against the Dolphins, and we haven't said that much this year. James White. James White, Sony yeah. Michelle, yeah. even Nikhil Harry to an extent. Harry. Whoa. Yeah, I'm saying it. Okay. Oh, by the way, the Chiefs, um, check your waiver wires for Damian Williams. I see him in a lot of my leagues. He could uh, be a good RB2. Or Ooh. he could just not yep. because he's been kind of Boop. garbage all year. I <laughs> okay. face is just like uh, I, I don't right. want I don't want to put all my chips in for Damian Williams. So <laughs> not bold enough, sir. So yeah, Chiefs Patriots, those those are some big games for you in the AFC. And then looking at the NFC, you've got the Saints, Packers, and Seahawks. So if it's the Saints, obviously Breeze, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, uh Kamara. Kamara. Oh, I mean, that's, all these that's, guys, I know, that's I know. exactly what Camara sounds like. I know we, we triggered you. I know. Uh, but the saints, like those are the guys that you're looking at starting there for the Packers, Aaron oh. Rodgers, Devonte Adams, yeah. and then oh, Pablo's boy, Aaron AJ. Jones, Aaron touchdown Jones for the Seahawks. They're going up against the Niners. That is a team that is struggling with that run. Just like we said before, Seahawks passing game could be the way to go. Russell, Tyler Lockett, I like DK Hollister. and Hollister. Yeah. Those, those four players, could actually be pretty valuable for you. Don't forget beast mode. Ooh. Don't forget. Uh, Don't forget. I, all right. Okay. Well, do you want to make that kind of like a mini, a baby proclamation? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. A little so, baby prophecy. So right what do you think he's going to do? Whew. Say it. Say it. We're oh, putting you on man. the spot. He's going to walk on the field, open his bag of Skittles, eat some. Then he's going to score me? two touchdowns. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's see if I, I will, happens. I will buy you the biggest bag of Skittles I can find if he scores two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, baby. Cool. Let's go. Let's wow. It. You heard it here first. Pablo declaring, <laughs> prophesizing, proclaiming Marshawn Lynch, two touchdowns. All right. At this time, we want to thank our sponsor, guys. Nine round, 30-minute kickbox fitness makes all this possible for us to be able to do this. Listen, if, if holidays are here, right? I don't know about you guys. I ate way too much on December 25th. Way too much. Turkey. Mashed potatoes, pie, Ugh. drank a little too much. Just just consu- All the above. consumed way too much, and my mass is getting larger. Okay. If you're gaining weight over this holiday season, it's hibernation time. You're bulking up. Get a jump on those New Year's resolutioners. Get into a nine round gym. There's over 750 locations across the US. Okay. What nine round is, is a 30 minute full body kickboxing workout. You do everything here through a circuit training style workout. You've got a personal trainer with you. You go each individual round, three minutes per round and a 30 second active rest in between that. Once you've finished all of your rounds, you've made it all the way through. You completed a full body workout in just 30 minutes. You've got a trainer there with you the whole time. And the best part, absolutely no class times. You just get to walk in whenever you want. It works on your schedule. And with that many locations, over 750, you can try it virtually whenever you want, wherever you want. Give Nine Round a try today and get stronger in 30. Head to NineRound.com and schedule your first free workout. Boys, did you know that it's award season? Let's go. Are you guys excited? 
Very. The first ever tankies. Roll out the red carpet, baby. That was a lovely fanfare. Pablo, do you want to give us an opening monologue? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> good start. Good start, guys. All right. So we're going to go over these different categories that we have. All right. Once we have our categories, we will list out the nominees for you. First category, best draft bargain of the year. And the nominees are Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens. Austin Eckler, running back, Los Angeles Chargers. Devontae Parker, wide receiver, Miami Dolphins. And Mark Andrews, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. And the winner for best draft bargain of the year is Austin Eckler. Pablo, would you like to give a speech for Austin Eckler? I'd, I'd love to, but we got to keep the show going. No, no, no. As an Austin Eckler owner, you have to give Speech. your love for Austin Eckler. So, uh, on behalf of Austin Eckler, or should I say it on behalf of myself? As On Austin behalf Eckler. of both of you. All right. On behalf of both this of us. This is going great. <laughs> um, this is why we Thank do you video. all very much for, uh, for choosing Austin Eckler as uh, the draft bargain of the year. He was certainly my draft bargain of the year, and um, he deserves it. He's been amazing. He was the top three, a top three running back for almost the entire season up until now. He's top four because of uh, Aaron Jones. But thank you very much. Thank you very much, Austin Eckler. I really appreciate you, and I know that all of us fantasy winners out there do too. That was amazing. That was beautiful. I like that. that. Was be- we didn't even have to play you off the stage or anything. Next up. For the category of waiver wire pickup of the year, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, Raheem Spicy Mostert, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, DJ Shark, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, or Darren Waller, tight end of the Oakland Raiders. And the winner for waiver wire pickup of the year is. Ryan Tannehill. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can give a mini speech for Ryan Tannehill. Give a mini speech. Okay. Man. On behalf of, of a Dolphins. previous Miami Dolphin player, <laughs> as a current Miami Dolphin fan, I am disgusted and happy for you at the same time. Thank you, Ryan Tannehill. Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans, the real winners in all of this. Yeah. Wow. So far, the tankies are just phenomenal. Yeah. What a night. What a night to be here. Now looking at the next category, we have most improved player of the year. This has a list of absolute stars. Oh yeah. First in this category is Chris Godwin, wide receiver. I love you. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens. Derrick Henry, running back, Tennessee Titans. And Darren Waller, tight end. For the Oakland Raiders. And the tanky goes to <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Not Chris Godwin? Not Chris Godwin, I'm sorry. Damn. Lamar Damn. Jackson was not only the number one quarterback, but he was the number one quarterback 
by a margin of more than 100 points before the next quarterback was even in range of him, and that was Deshaun Watson, okay? The fact that Lamar Jackson could go from less than 10 points average last year starting in a game to being where he is now at around 31 points per game Guys, this was the Mahomes effect that we saw last year. Patrick Mahomes came to just shoot to start him. Lamar Jackson is on the same thing. Lamar Jackson is the most improved player. Next on the list, we've got the comeback player of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. Dalvin Cook, running back, Minnesota Vikings. Cooper Cup, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams. And Hunter Henry, tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. And the winner for the comeback player of the year is Dalvin Cook. Boom. Would you like to give a little... Uh, give us a speech, speech Pablo. For, give us a speech for, for Dalvin. I, I didn't really own Dalvin, so it's I not, own Dalvin. Fa- it's I'll not do it. fair. To I'll, me. I'll do it. I believed in Dalvin the whole time. I knew that he was going to be a top running back. I believed in his knees, and I believed in offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski. Thank you, Dalvin Cook. I still lost in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. For sure. Guys, we are halfway through the tankies, and the show has been going great. So far, no commercial breaks. No one has gone with a long speech. And we're off to our next category, most likely to break out in 2020. We've got some interesting names on this list. Daniel Jones, quarterback, New York Giants. Devin Singletary, running back, Buffalo Bills. This guy already had a mini breakout. A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. And Noah Fant, the dark horse in all this, tight end for the Denver Broncos. And the winner for most likely to break out in 2020 is Devin Singletary. This song never gets old. I love this song. You know what? (laughs) I never owned Devin Singletary, but I'll say one thing. You don't play Flip Cup like a 17-year-old at least, like Daniel Jones. Daniel okay. Jones and Eli drinking. That did not look fun. Yeah. C- cringe. Cringe. I'd rather just stay home and go to bed early. Yes. Daniel Jones, most likely to be sober next year in 2020. Devin Singletary looks like a really good running back for next year to have, guys. Uh, well, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about Devin Singletary probably in this upcoming offseason and the kind of role he'll take. Frank Gore has got to be like, what, 78 years old by now? I can't like imagine that. he'll be on that team next year. Running backs with good running quarterbacks do well. Devin Singletary is going to be a lot of fun to, to speculate on going into this offseason. Yep. Yep. Next category here is the rookie of the year. Pablo feels some sort of way about this one. First mm-hmm. nominee. Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Next, Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland Raiders. <coughs> Trash. You okay? Do you need a lozenge? Terry McLaurin, wide receiver, Washington Redskins. And Miles Sanders, running back, Philadelphia. And the tanky goes to Miles Sanders. Oh, I love this song. Anybody want to give a little uh, speech for Sanders? The song sounds like a cross between Star Wars and Jurassic Park. A little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the doors just opened, (laughs) and there's Miles Sanders riding a raptor. (laughs) 
Did anyone at this table own Miles Sanders this year no, in fantasy? Nope, no. Nope. We don't have much to say about Miles Sanders, except he won a lot of people their fantasy playoffs so far. And it's he, a speech of its own, right? He there. may lose some when their fantasy playoffs they're still playing this week. Yeah, we might have given this to him too soon. I still feel very strongly about Josh Jacobs, but Pablo hates Josh Jacobs. So we're moving on to people that everyone <laughs> hates this year. And that is the biggest draft bust. This category had so many nominees that we couldn't just stick to four. We had to give you plenty of them. This is my favorite my favorite part of the tankies. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the, I, I mean, the tankies have already been such a huge success already. People are calling in, writing letters. They love the tankies right now. They are ecstatic about it. The biggest draft bust nominees are David Johnson, running back, Arizona Cardinals. Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Cleveland Browns. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. Alvin Kamara, running back, New Orleans Saints. Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, Cleveland Browns. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Green Bay Packers. And O.J. Howard, tight end, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, just read, just hearing you read those names was like... Cringe, yeah. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. Oof, a, lot of, a lot of bad memories. And the winner for biggest draft bust goes to. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can we, are we going to discuss this at all? Because we will once like, we hear the song. We will after Steve oh, Harvey. Let us announce it. Too excited right now. Okay. David, then, I hate you, Johnson. Yes. <laughs> Play the song. All right. Can, can I just say something? The last seven weeks, I'm going to read you David Johnson's fantasy stats. Cool. Zero, negative one, zero, three, nine, zero, one. Damn. Just on cue. And you know what? The music made those numbers sound <laughs> so great and heroic. Zero, <laughs> one, nine. I'm hearing. Hey, you know, Don't forget about the negative one. They did average to a positive like point. It sounded like a phone seven. number. Stop. Yeah, it was awful. It was so bad. As someone who drafted David Johnson, I had so much faith that he was going to be fine. He had a running quarterback, Kyler Murray, new off, new offensive minded coach. He'd be catching passes and he started off the year so great. Denton is choking on David Johnson's horrible season right now. You okay? It was just David Johnson. Wasn't it the thought of him? Choking a season away. so mad. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can see your face is like super red. You look like a tomato. Oh man. Now, now, Pablo, uh, there, there's some other lists. I mean, there's some other people on this list that we have to talk about as well. Some honorable who mentions. Who's that other guy that you also drafted? <sighs> Juju Smith Schuster was another player that I drafted. Who, in fairness, in fairness, he got injured and missed some games. Ben Roethlisberger was out. It's not all his fault juju i still think you're a great football player. this guy just burned you completely burned I still, you i mean i'm not gonna and pick him next him. year i'm not like, gonna pick him oh, i mean i might pick him next year oh depending, there you go. Oh, don't do depending that. on his value oh, no. oh my god we're still early it's still early and then the other guy that burned me aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. would you take juju in the second round next year no but i don't think he'll be a second round player next year what where would you rank him in wide receiver in this position I mean, I don't think you could rank him. I don't think he'll be in the top 12 next year. No. Okay. He's uh, no, no. Obviously. So that's what I'm saying. If he's not a top 12 wide receiver, I don't think he's going in the first two rounds of a draft. So right. I'd, I'd probably put him somewhere in the 
the the 13 to 16 range. Really? And I think that you could see him go mid to late third, early fourth. Would you take him over AJ Brown? Uh, I mean, that's there's a lot there's a lot to speculate there as to if Tannehill's coming back. Um, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, man. Wow, you have me kind of stumped right now. <laughs> but I think I think I would say st- I would stay stubborn, and I think I would stay with Juju. I think Big Ben being there, uh, we've seen that Ryan Tannehill's not always the most consistent guy. Big Ben being back, being healthy, and I just don't think that anyone else really stepped up for the Steelers. Like, there's no other big weapons on that team. The whole idea was that Juju was going to be force fed the ball. So I. I don't, don't don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. Next year he'll be fine. Please draft him next year. Oh, I will. Okay, <laughs> maybe not. So the other guy uh, that we see on here on this list that he burned you a, f- a few of these guys. OJ Howard. I drafted two of these guys. OJ Howard <laughs> and Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, triggered. these guys. I mean, oh man, talk about it. Talk about your so, pain, Vince. So I uh, I'm, I I was in six leagues and I drafted OBJ in three of them, and I drafted OJ Howard in three of them. So. I had a lot of faith in both of these guys. And you still won a championship. Yes, Flabbergasted. I Wait, yes, I, I won a championship in a league that I had David Johnson in. Oh. But anyway. Um, yeah. Good God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you had David Johnson That's and one of these battle. guys? Yeah, I was saved by Austin Eckler and uh, DJ Chark and other guys who stepped up. But anyway. Um, yeah. OBJ, total bust. He wasn't, I don't even think he was a wide receiver barely a wide receiver three he was really really bad this year um huge disappointment we don't know what we're going to get next year because baker is really not what we thought he would be oh he's also on this list yes so pretty bad yeah uh obj supposed people thought he'd be like a top five guy was not same thing not. with david johnson yeah so highly disappointing and oj howard i mean if you guys actually watched him play it was really embarrassing the things he was doing on the field do um, we th- do we think the Browns keep the band together for next season? Yes. I mean, all of them coming back: yes. Baker, OBJ, Landry, and Joku, Chubb, Hunt. Yes. Why? Why wouldn't they? Are they all too expensive? Like, what's the? No, no. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just asking. I mean, there's been there's been rumors of guys asking to be out. Obviously, the 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 well, the, the just the record. Yeah. So what's more likely that 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 whole that whole group comes back? Or that Freddie Kitchens just gets fired and they replace him oh, with another. Coach. Oh, Freddie sure. Kitchens! Freddie Kitchens, right? He's, he's right. gonna be replaced. Down, yeah. ASAP. All that talent. How can you not be better? I mean, the other the other thing is OBJ. They might not keep him regardless. Like he's very unhappy. They're not using. He's not. I mean, I don't know whose fault it is, but he's not producing. So maybe they'll trade OBJ. Who knows? So if let's say they keep everyone on that team, right? Freddie Kitchens is gone. And you have another offensive-minded coach come in, or you know, someone that just commits to really working on that offense, right? How comfortable are you with a guy like Odell Beckham Jr.? We're talking about Juju and where we would draft him. Where would you be taking Odell Beckham Jr. going into next year? Because I think there's a lot of moving parts to that. I mean, if I had to take Odell Beckham Jr. or AJ Brown, I think I'd take. AJ Brown. Oh, wow. I go Odell. And it's it's crazy to say, but this is why I think taking Juju there is so crazy. I think AJ Brown's going to be like a top 15 wide receiver. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the small sample size really has you has you Jonesing. First of all, Ryan Tannehill 
Stop. Ryan Tannehill. Stop. It still hurts. Look, if if you ever since he's been a starter, he's been incredible. It's kind of like Latavius Murray. Whenever he's a starter, he's you mean incredible. waiver wire pickup of the year, Ryan Tannehill for the Tankies. Yes, just Tanky like award winner, handcuff of the year, Latavius Murray. There's uh, no, there's no handcuff of the year. We eliminated that. There should be. But anyway, the point is, these guys are going to continue next year. I hope they do anyway. So yeah, I really like AJ Brown. We've uh, OJ Howard. Yep, he's done. I think they should trade him to the Patriots. Now I know how you feel about Alvin Kamara. You you were happy to see that he's been a, a draft bust. Yes, very happy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have expected anything. We're playing you off the stage. Sorry, sir. We're all out of time. We're going to have to move on to the next category. And we are going to be moving on to most valuable player. This is a big award. The first ever Tankies MVP for fantasy football. And the nominees are... Christian McCaffrey, running back, Carolina Panthers. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens. Michael Thomas, wide receiver, New Orleans Saints. And the winner for the most valuable player, Tanky, is... Run CMC. I'll give a very quick speech on this one. Very quick. Christian McCaffrey, I love you. He said it all. I, I couldn't agree more. He said it all. I mean, just let the music play. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, at the credits at the end, you just shed a little tear. Thank you, CMC, it. for all you've done for the fantasy community. Um, I know Latavius Murray was a close second, but you deserve this. <laughs> it ended perfectly, and everything that happened that was great. Pablo ruined it at the end of the Tankies, so we're gonna have to play that song one more time. Wow, I didn't miss that song. That was that was good. Not you have bad. not heard this song enough. We're definitely losing some listeners over this song. Just Miles Sanders on a raptor. <laughs> I did picture that. All right, let's get it to Denton's DFS plays of the week. Denton's DFS plays of the week. Dudes. Dudes. We're back. Dude. All right. So, Denton, I, I mentioned it before. We've got a little a little extra oomph, a little extra dudage to your DFS plays of the week. We're going with three DFS dudes here. Three dudes. Three dudes. That's what's what's the what's the plural for dudes when they travel in packs? Dudes. Dudes. Duden? Dude. Yeah. Duden. Duden. <laughs> when multiple dudes travel together, it is a duden. So... Give us your first DFS dude and why. Yeah, Steve Sims Jr., Washington Redskins receiver. Last two weeks, 21 targets. What? 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 And you got basically Scary Terry on concussion protocol. Stop calling him that. Yeah, that's going to be his name. He doesn't like it. I'm saddened. Well, um, he's concussion protocol, probably won't play. That's going to be the guy for Washington this week. Steve Sims, that's that's a guy wow. that if anyone played him in DFS last, last week, they won themselves some cash. Me. That was you. And give us, so we got two more. We got a pair of tight ends here. Tell yeah. us about your tight end. Tyler Z- Higby. Tight end, Rams. So his numbers have been insane the last few games. 12 targets averaging the last three games. And he guess who he plays this week. Who does he play this week? The Arizona Cardinals. Wow. The worst defense for the tight end. Play him. 
play yourself some Tyler Higby. And then your second tight end you have here, someone that we mentioned in the show a little earlier. God. Got it. Ert. Got Ert. Tight end. Philly. 12 targets last game. Probably no Zach Ertz. This is a must win for Philly. He's going to ball. Now, this pick is contingent on Zach Ertz being out, correct? If he plays, are you still playing Dallas Goddard in your in your DFS lineup? Yes. 87% Ooh. of snaps with Zach Ertz on the field anyways. Okay. I like That's it. bold. Bold. That's proclamation worthy right bold. there. I like it. I like it. Now, give us your Bombo combo of the week, your favorite stack for DFS. Mahomes and Tyree Kill. Showtime. Ooh. They need a first round buy. They're going to ball. I like it. I like it very much. You know what I'm going to do? You're going to give me the sound again? I'm going to break out the Bombo Combo drop. You oh, ready? Oh, yes. Bombo Combo. I'm wow. so happy that's back. Just so breathy. Just a lot of just Bombo angst in combo. it. <gasps> it's great. Absolutely awesome. Now, give us your two dope DST plays for DFS this week. That was a lot of acronyms. Yeah. DST, DFS, dope. You did amazing. Thanks. I, I, I work on it. So, give us your two defenses that you think are going to help someone win some money this week. I'm going to give you my number one, and I'm going to give you my bargain. So, okay. number one will be the Saints defense. Did anyone see Will Greyer last week? Greer? Greyer? I like Greyer. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep, Stop it. I'm going to say Greyer until he actually plays well. Okay. Yeah. Then he'll no, evolve into Greer. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. If anyone watched that game last week, there's no way you can't play the Saints if you got the money for it. Yeah, the Saints is kind of that's kind of like the no brainer there, right? Yeah, if you got the money, you play the Saints. Now, give us who's your bargain defense that you think is going to win people some cash? Bargain defense would be the New York Jets. So, Bill's probably going to bench Josh Allen, probably going to bench some other squad. They already got the wild card spot. Matt Barkley might start Uh, going the Jets. Nice. Thank you very much, sir. So just to recap that, Steve Sims, Tyler Higby, Dallas Goddard, all your DFS dudes. Your Bombo combo is Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, playing for that first round bye. And then your defenses, the Saints are a good, easy option, and the Jets are a great bargain in DFS. Guys, if you're out of your fantasy football playoffs, go win yourself some money. Now we're getting to our last segment here of the show. And this is kind of our very own version of Ask the Tank because nobody really asked us this question, but we want to do it anyways. Are you guys ready? Ready. Yep. It's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. It's time. Now, we asked ourselves this question. We decided to put together our own mock draft of the top 12 picks that we think are going to be taken in next year's draft, at least that we would. Not necessarily what the world will do, but what we would do as quote-unquote fantasy enthusiasts, analysts, experts, whatever you want to call us. So with the first pick, Denton, you got the first pick in this draft. Who are you taking? Christian McCaffrey. I don't think there's much else that needs to be said. Yeah, that was an easy pick. It's a no-brainer. Run CMC is on Ladanian Tomlinson levels. He's just absolutely awesome. He, he's easy no-brainer. Pablo, you got the second pick in our draft. Who are you taking? Another easy pick. Dalvin. Dalvin Cook. Like that. Where did this come from? Where did this come from? I don't know. It was it came out of nowhere. I dig it. I like it. Sometimes you just know. Right? It's back. Exactly. It's back. I have a little bit of a, I'm going to use a big word here, trepidation when picking Dalvin Cook. The injury concerns always come up, and we saw it happen now. When you needed him most, Dalvin Cook went down. I think it was kind of an anomaly for him to 
go throughout this whole season not getting hurt. And then when you need him the most in your championship, he's down again. Do you think you'll be able to trust him next he, year? He got you to the champ. First of all, running backs get hurt all the time. Unless you're Ezekiel Elliott or this year, Christian McCaffrey, you know, you're you basically running backs get hurt all the time. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't discount Dalvin over this. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would not take him at number two. I would be looking at this next guy. I've got the third pick, and I would take Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints. As long as Drew Brees is slinging the ball, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in fantasy. He's doing what Antonio Brown was doing years ago. He's doing what Marvin Harrison was doing even longer before that with Peyton Manning. Michael Thomas is just the easiest start at the wide receiver position week in, week out. He gets touchdowns. He gets receptions. And he knocked me out of the fantasy football playoffs this year. So I will regret that forever not picking him. Now we come back into our our next pick up here. We kind of did a snake, even though it doesn't really work like that. There's only three of us. But for the fourth pick, I'm taking a guy that I think is going to still be great, still bounce back. And that is Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. I think that, listen, injuries don't keep this guy down very long. And we've seen it this year. I mean, Saquon is just, he's just too talented. He's just too talented. Even coming back last week, he was great. He won a lot of people their championships last week. I think that the Giants are, man, they're not great right now, and I think a lot of that is because of their defense. I think they will be a team to be reckoned with next year. Daniel Jones, that whole offense being healthy, having Evan Ingram back. Saquon Barkley, to me, is a pretty easy next running back pick there. Pablo, you got the next pick. Who'd you take at pick five? Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop was an easy pick for me as well. I think that uh you know he's he's got it he's got he was he's just a stud. You know what? I'm not even gonna go. Sometimes you just know. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes yes. you just know. DeAndre Hopkins, baby. Excellent. Next pick, Mark, you have picks six and seven. You got yourself a couple of horses here. I just realized I picked all running backs. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to do some trades later. <laughs> Anyways, I, swap your last running back. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no big deal. Um, I'll just put Zeke at quarterback. Uh, so, um, next picks will be Zeke and Nick Chubb back to back. Zeke and Nick Chubb. Care to elaborate on Zeke and Nick Chubb for us? Well, Pablo mentioned Zeke has Zeke? been healthy, got paid, gonna run. Chubb, leading rusher in the NFL right now. Yeah. Does, does does Kareem Hunt worry you going into next season or a change of staff, uh, possibly passing the ball more? D- does that worry you? Or do you think that you could see Nick Chubb repeating as NFL leading rusher? I think, if anything, I think Kareem Hunt leaves somewhere else where he is a lead back. I think Nick Chubb is the helm. Well, he'll, he'll be a restricted free agent this year. Okay. So that that means that if if the Browns do want to keep him, they kind of got first dibs on him. If they keep him, because I mean, let's think about it. Not a lot of teams are going to take the risk on Cream Hunt, are they? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, that that's something that we can debate. Uh, they, all they've definitely seen what he's doing the last few weeks, and it's been productive. I think teams would take a shot at him. I think Nick Chubb is one of those guys that I think he might be valued a little bit higher than he actually than he actually is. Yeah. He's one of those guys that people are going to reach for, I think, in my opinion. Uh, next up, Pablo, you're at pick eight, and you took another another good player. Yep. I yep. took Quintoris Jones. That's Julio Jones. There we go. Yes. Falcons wide receiver, stud, overall number four receiver for the year as expected. Excellent. Excellent analysis. At pick nine and ten, 
I went with a guy that I think is going to be right up there, probably as a number two receiver next year, and that is Tyreek Hill. I think that a full season with him and Pat Mahomes, the guy is just unstoppable. It doesn't matter who's covering him. He is always open downfield, and he just every single game has the ability to break off for 30 PPR points, two touchdowns, 100-something yards. Like he, can, he can just do it all. He can even rush the ball. And then my next pick at pick 10 is a guy that I think will not be on his same team next year, and this is this is bold. This is proclamation worthy. Yeah, it is. Agreed. I say, and I'm I've, I'm not a big fan of what he's been doing this year, but Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that he will be with the New York Jets next year, and I think that if he ends up on a good team that will utilize him properly, he can be a guy that is once again back into the top three, top four conversation, and well worth a top ten pick in fantasy football drafts. Pablo, you got pick 11 here. Who'd you take? Another running back, Leonard Fournette. The guy has been a beast. His team, this offense has been terrible, and he's still produced. He's been very reliable. He did not get hurt like everyone said he would. And, yeah, Leonard Fournette, easy pick for me. Uh, Definitely easier pick than uh, some of these other guys. Like, sorry, Mark, you're up, right? Yeah, I was waiting for my Alfredo to tell me what was my last pick and mark pick 12 here alvin Kamara. can you ask me why alfredo yes the- why did you pick alvin Kamara as the 12th pick and the last pick here in our first round of this mock draft to piss off pablo beautiful and nice. that is it folks week 17 those of you still playing for a championship we wish you the best of luck those of you that have listened all season we thank you for your continued support we cannot wait to bring you bigger and better things going into the new year to everyone hope you had a merry christmas happy holidays hope you have a very happy and prosperous new year in 2020 once again you can always go ahead and follow us on social media instagram and twitter at the ff tank follow us on facebook Facebook slash the fantasy football tank. And you can follow myself and Mark on Twitter and Instagram as well at dark underscore Menton and at Alfredo a Brown for Pablo and Mark guys. Peace out till 2020. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF tank.